In pregnancy, listeria poisoning presents itself as a mild flu-like illness, and it results in 20% fetal loss and 3% newborn death. But those numbers can be a bit deceiving, so let's talk about it. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Gestation of Diabetic. I'm your host, Tracy Houston, and I'm here to inform you and empower you so that you can be a confident member of your healthcare team. Quick reminder, none of this information can be used to treat or diagnose any illness or condition. If you feel as though you're experiencing any issues with your health, please discuss them with your healthcare team. Okay, guys, so last week, our episode was about listeria poisoning from deli meats, and we went over some of the data from the CDC as far as listeriosis uh, poisoning cases in the past nine years, and we talked about what, where their sources, uh, what the sources of listeria poisoning were and how, how they came about, maybe like what happened in the processing of the deli meat or whatever food it was. And so today, I just kind of want to piggyback off of that because I did a little bit more research and I just kind of wanted to put things into perspective because when we're looking at the data and we're looking at uh, all these numbers and saying, oh, there was one pregnancy uh, related illness and it resulted in a fetal death or something like that, that could sound really, really scary. And we kind of get caught up in the dramatics of uh, what we're talking about, or maybe I shouldn't even say dramatics, but we kind of get caught up in the, uh, the negative of what we're talking about. And sometimes we just need to take a step back and look at it with um, you know, a full bird's eye view of what's going on. And so with that said, I just wanna go back to the, to the statistics that I mentioned last week. And it, okay. In, in 2018, there were four cases of listeria, uh, listeria poisoning from deli ham. In 2019, there were 10 cases from deli meats and cheese. So take that. Uh, and then in 2020, there were 10 cases from deli meat. And again, 2020 is not over. When I'm recording this, it is December 7th, 2020. So all in all, that is 24 cases of <laughs> listeria poisoning from deli meats. And let's take that into consideration with the fact that over 100 million people ate deli meat last year. We don't have the statistics of how many pregnant women ate deli meat last year, you know, but over 100, pe 100 million people ate deli meat last year. Uh, and out of over 100 million people, 24 resulted in having poisoning. And then if you want to know the, the other numbers, um, one, two, three, there were three deaths out of those. Oh, and also this is over a span of three years from 2018 to 2020, which are the only years that report listeria poisoning from deli meat in the past nine years. There were only 24 cases, and uh, each year there was one death from listeria poisoning. So, I just want to throw that out there, you know, just to kind of, if you already listened to last week's episode or if you go back and listen to it, just kind of keep that in mind that that is a very, 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 very minute percentage of uh, people that 
ended up getting poisoning from listeria from eating deli meats. And just to kind of segue into what this, this episode is about, in the further research that I did, it turns out that in the 1990s, most, or not most, but a lot of the listeria poisoning came from deli meats. So that's why they pushed out that recommendation of, hey, pregnant women, uh, the elderly population, children, you know, everybody who's, uh, who has a weakened immune system or is uh, at higher risk for getting a disease and getting serious complications from it, they said, you know, you guys, you should avoid that because there were um, apparently a lot of cases that came from deli meats having listeria poisoning. And so what happens when there is a recurring problem in our public health, the, the investigators and the people who are in the public health system, you know, uh, workers of the CDC and other public health agencies, they investigate these issues and why they're happening. And then they put in place standards for every company to follow so that the cases and the risks are minimized. So I didn't look back to see exactly what uh, the CDC put in place. They do have this long detailed report, but I didn't look back to see exactly what standards they put in place to prevent listeria poisoning. But obviously something did happen because from 1990s to the early 2000s and all the way up to 2020, the cases of listeria poisoning from deli meat have significantly reduced. And like I said earlier, from 2011 to 2020, only the years 2018, 2019, and 2020 have had listeria poisoning from deli meat. And so today I want to focus on the soft cheese portion of that and how listeria comes from eating soft cheeses. Now, another thing that the CDC did when when we were getting a lot of cases of listeria poisoning from soft cheeses and, um, or excuse me, from dairy products in general is they put in place the, uh, the, the standard to pasteurize dairy products. Pasteurization just means that a product is heated up to a certain temperature for a certain amount of time to kill off as many germs as possible. And when the CDC put that in place, it significantly reduced the amount of poisoning that came from an unpasteurized products. And in fact, I didn't even know that the CDC had like this little podcast uh, thing going on or whatever, but I found this podcast episode where one of the uh, workers in the Listeria department, they have their a whole department dedicated to Listeria um, research and outbreak uh, investigation and all, and all of that. She said that, um, Introducing pasteurization was one of the greatest initiatives of um, any public health agency because it did so well in reducing the um, the amount of illness brought about from you know food poisoning and bacteria on your food. And so I'm going to go to the CDC website right here, and I want to read to you exactly what it says. And this is on the page of it's called Prevention Concerning Listeria. It says that listeria is a harmful germ that can hide in many foods. Outbreaks of listeria infections in the 1990s were primarily linked to deli meats and hot dogs. Now, listeria outbreaks are often linked to dairy products and produce. Investigators have traced recent outbreaks to soft cheeses, celery, sprouts, 
cantaloupe and ice cream. And then further down on the page, it has this section for queso fresco and other soft cheeses. And it says soft cheeses made with unpasteurized milk, which is also called raw milk, are estimated to be 50 to 160 times more likely to cause listeria infection than when they are made with pasteurized milk. Although pasteurization of milk kills listeria, products made made from pasteurized milk can still become contaminated if they are produced in facilities with unsanitary conditions. Hopefully you guys did listen to last week's episode and you went and watched those videos that I linked to so that you could see what a large facility that, you know, a large commercial facility facility producing a lot of product, how they look, you know, the, the sanitary conditions that they have and how they're made to um, just completely cover themselves. So you can see that they take very extreme measures to make sure that they are not having any kind of contamination to their products. However, there are some things that people just um, miss sometimes, something goes unnoticed. Like last week, I used the example of a leaky roof that may not be noticed right away, but big facilities that have a lot of money, uh, they do, they, they take note of that stuff you know, when it happens and they are able to fix that almost immediately, whereas a smaller facility might, like a small business owner might not have the funds for that and might let it go for a longer period of time. And remember that pregnant women are 10 times more likely to get listeria poisoning and Hispanic pregnant women are 24 times more likely. And let's talk about that right now. So when listeria poisoning comes from soft cheeses, more times than not, they found, they linked those soft cheeses back to a very specific company and found that there was uh, some kind of misstep in their processing. Back to this page on the CDC website, it says uh, that the Hispanic style cheeses made from pasteurized milk, such as queso fresco, have caused listeria infections, most likely because they were contaminated during the cheese making process. You know, um, after the, the milk has been pasteurized, which means heated to a certain temperature for a certain amount of time, there's a cheese making process that has to take place. And there's no other heat that needs to be applied to the product because the cheese just, you know, becomes cheese after it's churned and all that. And soft cheeses, when you eat them, they're likely added to something to where they don't need to be cooked. You know, like when you think about blue cheese, you add blue cheese to a salad or something. But I also want to make note that, again, this is right on the CDC website, same page. It says, recommendations for people at higher risk, including pregnant women, older adults, and people with weakened immunity. Avoid eating soft cheese, such as queso fresco, queso blanco, panela, queso panela, brie, uh, wow, don't even know the name of that cheese. It's, it's C-A-M-E-M-B-E-R-T. Wow, don't even know that. Uh, blue vein cheese or feta unless it is labeled as made with pasteurized milk. Guys, if you go into your cheese section and you just kind of flip over the cheeses and look at the ingredients, that's where you're gonna see it. You'll see um, pasteurized milk. It will have to say pasteurized milk or unpasteurized milk. It will not just say milk. So you, um, but if you do kind of a survey, you'll see that most cheeses in the United States now are made with pasteurized milk. So that means that your chances of Listeria poisoning are 50 to 160 times reduced. 
because um, it the milk has already been pasteurized. But of course, the 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 possibility still exists because the contamination can sometimes come after the milk has been pasteurized and during the cheese making process. So when um, when the CDC reports that fetal loss in listeria poisoning results um, in 20% of cases and then newborn death results in 3% of the cases, that's fairly low considering that so much cheese is consumed per year. I wasn't able to find a, a statistic of how much cheese or how many consumers eat cheese. It was more so um, they said each person eats about 40 pounds of cheese per year in the United States. And that was just based on an average. There, there wasn't really a statistic about how many people are eating cheese because, you know, I mean, a lot of people are dairy free now, you know. But, um, but yeah, when you say 20% fetal loss and 3% newborn death, again, that's still a very, very, very small percentage in the big scheme of things. And by the way, newborn death is defined as um, within a month of being born. So you guys, that's really all that I wanted to, to highlight here. I just wanted to double back on that and make sure that there was a good understanding about this listeria poisoning and why the recommendations are what they are. And, you know, just not that we have to avoid these meats when we're pregnant or these cheeses when we're pregnant, but let's look at it with, um, you know, a good overview, good insight into what has actually happened. And actually, the CDC itself does not recommend that people avoid these foods, but it recommends that people avoid these foods if they are not pasteurized or in the case of deli meats, if they're not heated before eating. You know, when these blanket recommendations go out, it's easy for the message to get mixed up. And also when things change, you know, it's hard to change people's minds when they've been hearing one thing for so long and then, you know, something new comes along, but it is still the CDC that's recommending this. So I just wanted to make you guys aware. I'm going to link to everything that I read off of the CDC website, as well as this it's a short podcast episode, guys. If you guys want to hear it from the person who actually investigates it, it's about eight or nine minutes long. And they just, they talk about um, their investigation over the past 20 years or so and what they found from it and how it affects pregnant women. So I'll link to that as well. But that's all I have for you today, guys. Next week, we have such a good episode about formula feeding coming up. I cannot wait to share that with you. So until then, I'll see you later.